and welcome to the bullpen. Chris, how are you doing? It's been a while. I don't know if you want to explain our little hiatus or not, but I'll leave that to you. How yeah, you I was doing? just, I'm doing good. Uh, just moving, getting settled into a new place. Didn't have internet for a week, so that was fun. Living in the dark ages. But uh, <laughs> we're back up and running and ready to go. Play a lot of games of Monopoly. No, dude. Unpacked a lot of boxes. Yeah, moving sucks. I We were hoping to get an episode in last week, but because of complications with Chris's internet, there just wasn't, we didn't have the ability. We're too far away to really get together and record in person, so apologies for missing a few weeks, but really just no choice there. Um, anyways, I guess uh, to get out of the way, rate and review, follow on Instagram at the bullpen pod, like, subscribe. All that all jazz. That, all that fun stuff. Um, to get into it, game one for the Kraken was last night. And for me, for an outside perspective, they looked uh, pretty good. I mean, going in, in on the road in Vegas is always tough. Down 3 nothing to come back and make that game very competitive. It was, uh, it was definitely exciting. How did you feel about it? Yeah, dude, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I wasn't really quite sure what to expect. Um I mean, obviously I was excited, but it was kind of a, I don't know, like a tempered excitement, I guess, just because, I don't know, I haven't really done it before. Um, and it took about two periods, and I was completely sold. Once they got it to 3-2, yeah. and going into the third period, I was like, oh, let's go. And then, yeah, tied it up. Uh, Vegas got the, the weird goal. Uh, uh, the, yeah, okay, so, sorry, I totally cut you off. Go ahead, finish. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. I said on Twitter, I said, that's 1,000% a kick, and I'm a an NHL rules expert. Be- <laughs> I so, I don't know. I mean, it looked like he kicked the puck to me, but I don't know what the rules are. I, I guess yeah. it's kind of like the NFL in the old days where we didn't know what a catch was. So Yeah. Um, so to me, the way they explained it was a kick is technically with the inside of your foot, and that's why that one wasn't a kick. But... When you look at the replay, they showed a few different angles, and the good one was from like his left hand side. Yeah, you can I saw see that his one. entire foot come off the, the ice and then with his heel kind of turn. So I mean, I don't know how many people really watched that game or how closely or whatever, but to me, a kick it's like how I would determine a kick is not doesn't matter what side of your fucking foot it is. Like a kick yeah, is I mean, a kick. Yeah, like I said, I, I haven't watched a whole lot of hockey, and I didn't know that kicking was a real big part of hockey. But it, actually, it, it, they overturned quite a few goals for kicking, so I was surprised well, that one didn't get overturned. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's it's kind of funny because it was almost like watching that game and that team. Granted, it's the first game, but it was kind of like the complete opposite of all other Seattle sports that I follow. Where yeah, we. I guess you could say got screwed in the first game. And I wasn't even mad about it. It was just like, okay, moves on. Then I was just pumped to watch the rest of the game. And the last 10 minutes or so were pretty, pretty exciting. And obviously I didn't get it done, but it was, I mean, it wasn't like I came away from that all pissed or anything like that. I wasn't freaking out about the call. I mean, if the Hawks lose a game because of a bad call PI or something like that, I'm not going to be too happy. Um, you know, Mariners lose, whatever. Um, but it was fun, man. Like it was just that's that's really the only word I have to describe it. It was just a lot of fun. 
And it was like, I think a lot of that has to do with there's no, there's no past attached to it. You know, there's no, well, they've screwed up this way in the past and now it's happening to get, you know, any, any shit yeah. like that. Like it's all just brand new. It's clean slate, brand new. And they look like they're a decent team. So it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Brubauer is a good goalie. And I know they have, they have good goalies and good defense. So that's definitely a cornerstone for a solid team. Um, I don't it's, know. It's just exciting. Uh, it's weird to me, first... man. It's weird because I don't like. I was. I think I was texting you during the game yesterday. I was like, I don't know what a good hockey team looks like. Right. Like, it's just all all new to me. So yeah. it's pretty fun. I mean, to me, the best teams are always like you have to be good top to bottom. But there's always like these weird outliers where one a team has like a really really good line. So last year, Boston had the perfection line, which was the first line, and they were filthy. Scored so many goals for them but then from there uh, at like line two to four it was kind of meh so you can get away with it but to me the best teams and the championship teams are good top to bottom so it's which is hard to develop as a expansion team which is why vegas is so impressive um but yeah i don't know it's definitely weird to watch but i think they'll be you gotta get. I think you gotta give them a couple years, but yeah, it's still just exciting. Um, what I was saying was they're playing their first four games on the road, and then they have a little home stand. So it'll be nice to see um, the new revamped arena. I know they during the preseason they showed a couple different videos that were like uh, about the construction and stuff, and that arena is gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, it should be pretty sweet, and I'm. That's going to be a hell of an atmosphere. I mean, obviously, all the games are going to be sold out for their first season just because it's new, but I think Seattle's going to be a great hockey town. I mean, I just even like looking at Twitter yesterday, it's just everybody's fired up for it. Nobody really knows what to expect, and if like the Sounders are any example, when they first started, I think 2009 was their first season. Um, they were kind of the same way. Granted, they've been like at or at the top or right up near right. the top of the league since they started so that helps mm-hmm. but hockey just seems like a perfect sport for seattle i never really considered it until they came around but especially without a basketball team like we don't have anything from I mean, we, I, yeah you got football but you don't really have anything to bridge that gap from the end of football till the start of baseball season and the, when also, the mariners are bad it's like what do you day. got right exactly so you got nothing during the week um i don't know it's cool like it it's nice that we got a game tomorrow it's like fuck let's watch them again you know yeah um it's gonna be fun. That's I really like of hockey. I liked uh, I like a couple of the guys. Um, Morgan Geeky is probably my favorite name. He was the one that yeah. scored the tying goal, sniped yeah. one from the right wing. That was awesome. That was a hell of a shot. <laughs> um, so I think he's gonna be. He might be my guy. But uh, no, it's just gonna oh. be fun. It'd be fun to kind of learn the game and learn the team and the league. You know, just kind of yeah. like I said, everything's brand new. Yeah, I will say. You off yet? No, not yet. Give him a couple years. That'll that'll come. I'm but, excited um, for that. I just am ready to see the progression throughout the hockey season and just wait for you to turn on them. Well, I'm I think that, uh, that I think that Vegas is going to be a, a pretty big rival of ours because we're in the same division. Um, obviously, we played the first game against them. They're the other expansion team. They're good, uh, and then you know the franchise starts off like that. That's going to be a fun little rivalry. I know Vancouver is going to be another one. Um, and then all the LA teams, yeah, or California. Yes, yeah, what San Jose, the Kings. Mm-hmm. 
Is there another one in California? The Ducks. The Ducks. Yeah, I've heard the Ducks are horrible. They are horrible. The one thing that I need to get better (laughs) at with watching hockey is figuring out what's a good shot. Like, I think every shot, anything that's going towards the net, I think is going in. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, tracking the puck is a little a little tricky it's that might hard, take some getting man. used to you, you can't watch you can't watch the puck all the time or you're you're give yourself a fucking headache yeah there's just gonna be some little nuances i will say that i loved some of the hockey terminology like uh yeah what were some of my favorites uh there's a stick on the ground like somebody dropped a stick and it was kind of in our offensive zone and <laughs> he said there's a twig on the ice i yeah. thought that was pretty funny yeah. uh a couple guys fell over, and he's, he said that they blew a tire. I liked that one. Yeah. Fuck, there was another one, too. One oh, the goal, calling the goalie's um, glove his mitten. Mitten, yeah. <laughs> or no, the pillows. It was off of his leg pads. He called them the pillows, yeah, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. So my Some of favorite, that stuff cracked me up. My favorite one ever is when a goalie is just, like, out of his mind, and they say he's standing on his head. That yeah, I've heard of that. You, laugh. you told me about that one last year. Uh, it makes me laugh every time because it's the most absurd thing, but it's like he, that's the best way to describe he's just like on fire on saves. Like he's literally on his head. <laughs> yeah, one, laugh, but dude, just listening to hockey players talk is hilarious. Like yeah. with their Canadian accents and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did the one. The one kid was mic'd up and he had some pretty good ones. So I don't know. It's exciting. I'm I'm excited to watch the expansion team. Uh, I'll still watch my Bruins games, but I definitely will tune into some of the, the Seattle ones. The nice thing with um, at least the Red Sox and the Bruins for me is I get to watch them so early. I was like, last night, I was like, fuck, it's it's like 10 o'clock and I'm still watching this game. I'm so used to the games being over early because like Bruins start at 4.30 and the Red Sox are 4.10. So I'm done watching my teams usually pretty early, like seven, seven o'clock or so. <laughs> so it was funny. It was like, God damn, this is late. Yeah, I was born into this, so I'm ready for it. Mariners <laughs> games don't start till seven ten. It's normal. Yeah, I didn't realize the hockey games were so it. long though. I was yeah, kind of thinking it was the same same time length as like a soccer game. Nope. No, dude, it's long with intermissions and shit. Um. The night, the best part about hockey is there's really not a lot of commercials. It's and they're you know, quick. When the, when the periods are going, yes. When the periods are going, they're going. And then the intermissions are, you know, 15, 18 minutes, which is kind of a little bit. But it's nice to get up and do whatever and then come back and watch the, the next period. But, yeah, the way hockey, ho- hockey works, they don't really have a lot of, like, stoppages. You'll notice it a little bit more in the third period with the timeouts. Because each team gets a timeout, but not that much. It's not like a big delay. Well, and I liked it too because I, with football, baseball, like it's real easy to kind of, especially baseball, just be on your phone and you're not really watching it. Like a lot of times I'm scrolling and kind of reading stuff about the game. Like most of my Twitter timeline is people talking about the game. It's all Seattle sports fans. So it's like I get that, but especially football too is people bitching and it's real easy to kind of tweet during yeah. it hockey you can't really do that because if you're looking at your no. phone you're gonna miss something it happens so quick so so I, fast i actually i do like that because i'd rather watch the game than than be on my phone but like i said with baseball especially it's just so easy to just like if you're watching a game on tv 
Like you're watching it, but you're mostly listening to it and right. catching a couple pitches unless it's a big at bat. Mm-hmm. Or the playoffs. Or the playoffs. Well, dude, I'll tell you, if we want to segue into <laughs> baseball, I didn't didn't get my uh, my taste of playoff baseball, but a true playoff close. baseball, but it was pretty damn close. I was there. I was at the Mariner game on Wednesday when they beat they swept the error. Was it the sweep? Yeah, I think it was the, the game to sweep the A's. I'm um, going okay. into the final series. That one was, that Man, one wasn't what the a sellout. Hell happened to the A's. We kicked their ass, dude. We beat them twelve times in a row to end the season. God damn! I mean, they we, just they were doing great, and then like and they played game us one twenty, and they just fell apart. But yeah. anyways, sorry. Continue. Well, that that game in particular, that so the last three games of the year, the series against the Angels, when it was like do or die, those were three straight sellouts, and I've haven't seen Safeco's or T-Mobile sold out like that in since I was like seven years old. You know, yeah. Not counting a, a opening day or like a bobblehead game, but those are different, yeah. right? So I hadn't seen like a sold out, locked in crowd. But the Wednesday game went to with a couple buddies. It wasn't sold out. There was probably about 17, 18,000 people there, but everybody was like packed in right behind home, and it was... I had better seats for that one because I went on Sunday as well. And that was like the most fun that I've ever had at a Mariner game because it was like, it was loud. Everybody from the very first pitch, literally from the national anthem, dude, it was like, everybody is here to watch baseball. So many times I go to a Mariner game and people are hanging out in the pen or they're, you know, they're to take a selfie and they're just, you know, it's just kind of a social event. Nobody really cares about the baseball. That was like, I mean, literally, first batter of the game gets a two-strike count, and then Gilbert strikes him out, and everybody's on their feet cheering him, gets out of the inning with a strikeout, standing ovation in the first inning for a rookie pitcher. I'm like, that's got to be a cool moment for him. Mm. But it was a cool moment for me, too. Like, that was, I mean, it was, it's been a long time since I've seen baseball like that in Seattle, and it's hopefully just the beginning. So, pretty fucking cool. I think they're set up relatively well. You think Seager is going to retire? I actually do. Um, a lot. Of, I mean, he's he's got a, a club option for twenty million. Um, that's uh, well. So, like I said, I was at the game on Sunday. They took him out of the game in the ninth inning, or I guess it was the bottom. Yeah, yeah, it was the top of the ninth. Took him out, gave him third base, standing ovation. Everybody's crying. Like J.P. Crawford's crying. All the players are crying, and he's crying. Like basically a send off. He tips his cap, standing O, all that. Pretty clear he's not coming back, especially after the game when I read in quotes saying that he hasn't talked to the general manager in four years, hasn't had a single conversation with him. So, I think it's his last game. Just seeing all that stuff. I, I which I don't know. I think if he wants to come back, they got to sign him for that club option, no doubt. Well, they're not going to. Like that's that's kind of they've pretty much said it without saying it but that they're why? not going to pick like, up the club option. He had a option. great season. He had such a good season this year, and twenty million is not that much for a like pretty much cornerstone third baseman. It's really not. And if you look at like uh, people generally equate eight million for one one WAR, and he had about a two and a half WAR, so that's like right on. Actually, I think it was more like yeah. three, and the regression is like half after you get half a war a year once you get to a certain age. Um, 
Yeah. So that's, I mean, that lines up that's, right, right there. Just, so just to for for people who don't know, war is wins above replacement. So just to keep that in mind, that's and that's very high. I think it, it, to me, I I would like if I was in your shoes, I'd want them to sign him again. Do what you can to keep him around. Um, I don't know. They're in, they're in a good spot though. Just looking at the team and how cheap they are, they just need to not fuck it up like they usually do. I think they need to try and go out and sign some free agents, keep the young talent, the young core together. Honestly, they need to try and keep. They needed. Well, how long's Hanniger under a contract? He's still got a couple more years, doesn't he? He's here for next year, and then I think this is the last arbitration year, and then he hits the open market. Um, so he'll be back, and yeah, yeah so I mean, you've got to try and sign him to an extension this year, though. They don't have because anybody. He... They don't have anybody tied up long-term money. I think their total payroll, uh, like committed payroll, is about thirty million for next year. Yeah, and it's nothing. Through like twenty eighteen, like the years where they've traditionally been spending money, not counting the last couple where they like really cut costs, they're generally up around like one twenty, one thirty. So that's like they got plenty yeah. of money to spend and there's a pretty loaded free agent it. class. Well and they've said yeah. that they're going to. It's just a matter of actually going and doing it. I will say their first free agent acquisition was a bar across the street from the stadium, so Well there you go. I mean, I don't know how many wins that's adding above replacement, but at least we get a, somewhere to drink. For, for me, uh, so I think with them, it looks promising to like free agency wise because they showed they could win with like, I mean, pennies on the dollar, let's be real. The team, it just was a cheap team and they still came out and won and they played hard. It's exciting. They're young, you know. So I think that draws in some free agents, that's for sure. So we'll see what they end up doing. But the better, that, the more important story, because I don't want to talk about a team that got eliminated, the Red Sox, we eliminated our two rivals for the AL East. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck the Yankees. That's right. And I'll agree with you there. Be, dude, that game, like, th- that shit was so – so to take people back, the wild card game started with a Stantonian home run that was actually Stantonian a blast. Yeah, that was great. And that was like as soon as that happened, I remember thinking, they're fucked. Like baseball gods are not gonna let them live that down. Like that is horrible. And God, they just like it it was just it was good. I mean, they ran Garrett Cole out of the game pretty quickly and from there it was sort of I wouldn't say a smooth sailing, but you know they they won that one pretty handily. But it was just funny. It's just like that's the Yankees right there. That's that's the like fucking dude. They're never gonna win a series with how that team's constructed. I I am a firm believer in that. You saw kind of the way to beat them. The Red Sox didn't walk anybody in that in that game, and the Yankees still hit two home runs, but they were solos. So who gives a fuck about two solo home runs? It's two runs. You're fine with that. I just don't see any way for them really to get any like crooked numbers when people actually throw them strikes. And if they have the plate discipline like they normally have and they're swinging at nonsense and not taking any walks, how the fuck are they ever going to score more than like a handful of runs in a game? Yeah, I mean, who, well, if you just run down like the top list of their names, you got Judge, Stanton, Gallo, Rizzo. I'm that's sure. Rizzo's your only real. Rizzo's contact. the only. Tr- he's the only true hitter. hitter. 
there. I mean, yeah, the other guys hit bombs. And Judge is a good hitter, but he's, you know, they're a lot of boomer, boomer busts there. So if they're not getting on base, what are you going to do? And then Brett Gardner, well, that, that's your – how has Brett Gardner that's been a your, Yankee for 25 years? That's your, that's your table setter, and he has the lowest swing rate, and he only hits like 260. So I just don't – I can't see how – how the hell they're going to do anything. They didn't have DJ LeMahieu, which makes a difference. Um, but, like, I mean, even, like, Rugnig Odor, he's not an I average hate, I not hate, I hate Rugnig Odor. That guy looks like a poor, created player. <laughs> well, he looks horrible with no beard, first of all. Oh, and, I didn't and, even think about that. Yeah, he looks terrible. He has a butt chin and everything. He looked horrible shout with out the to beard. All the, shout out to all the butt chin people. I'm one of them. Um, I just, I don't know, to me, like, don't get me wrong, I fucking hate the Yankees. Like, of any team in sports, that's my least favorite by, like, a fucking leaps and bounds. I just don't, like, they don't, they really don't, I'm not afraid of them, because they just don't, they're not built to win any games. Like, Garrett Cole, dude, is a fucking stud. He hasn't pitched well for them in the playoffs. I think that this year, at least, it was partly his hamstring, but I also think, I mean, he's he's just hasn't really been there in the playoffs. He might have Kershaw syndrome. Who knows? Well, he was um, a dog for the Astros in the playoffs. That's true. So I don't know. Take that one with a grain. I of think salt, the Yankees but, have kind of lost their mystique. They don't have the Yankee mystique yeah. anymore. But what I was getting at was, yeah, they can win these regular season games, and they can have, you know four or five guys hitting 30 home runs and that's fucking super exciting but when push comes to shove and it's playoffs and you need runs and you got to manufacture runs and everything like that they just don't got it and one of the things during that game that to me was kind of and and the red sox are not a great defensive team but the relay from center field with kike and xander to throw out judge at the plate was super impressive and, like, the defense you could just see kind of, like, cranked up a notch. And then the other one was the relay from Judge into Odor to try and get Bogarts, and it was just not even close. And similar kind of play. I, to me, they just don't I, – I, I don't know. They just don't have it. I just can never see that team making it out of, really, the ALDS by any means. How the teams are constructed right now, I take the Sox over them all day long take the Rays over them all day long, and the way the Blue Jays are looking, the Blue Jays too. Like, they, I don't know, that just, the the way that the, the Yankees are built, they need at least someone that can set the table. Or, or a else couple guys. Like, you, they're gonna, they, the Red Sox announcers during that game were talking about how they're not really gonna worry about Judge, they're gonna walk him if they have to and go to Gallo, try and get Gallo out, and then same with Stanton. It's like that's how they sandwiched him in. Well, who the fuck is afraid of Joey Gallo hitting a buck ninety? Like, yeah, he might hit a home run, but take your take your chances with that jump. <laughs> yeah, he's also going to strike out hundred and ninety times a year. Right. I don't Jesus, know. It's fun to care a, about baseball again, though. Is there a fucking the street whale? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I it was exciting. And then to get into the Rays real quick. Sorry, just real quick. Um, man, I had no confidence after game one. <laughs> they dominated us getting home base stolen and everything. I was like, 
fuck. Randy Rosarena stealing good. home in a playoff game is the most badass thing I've seen in baseball in a long time. That Did was... you see the replay from the line camera down third base? Um, I don't know if I actually saw that one, but I do remember just like I was scrolling yeah. on my phone that night and I, I saw it and I was like, holy shit. And then I kind of just rewound it and I I paused it and I kind of just watched the pitcher and I was like, well, no yeah. shit, he stole home. Yeah. Yeah. Lefty so comes lefty, set real Taylor, slow, looking Taylor at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a shift, that's dude, the biggest part. There, the, they were in a yeah. shift too. So he was, he was halfway down the line when Taylor was set. Frankly, part of that's on the catcher. You got to be yelling there, or the third because baseman that's a, playing short. Yeah, you got to be talking there. Um, but yeah, I was very much like this could be pretty ugly, and then bounce back game two. With a crazy one, and the Rays just did what they usually do and just bullpen arm after bullpen arm. And the man, they just weren't set up to go 13 for game three. For game three, they really needed to win that one. Vasquez hits the walk off, and then you get a good outing from uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, and it's kind of, you know, you're setting yourself up pretty good for to close that one out, and sure enough, the the Rays just didn't have enough, but dude, Wander Franco is an absolute freak. That that dude is like Juan Soto 2.0, but playing infield. He's a beast, and yeah. he's gonna be good for a long time. Yeah, that I'm curious if the Rays are gonna be able to keep him because of all of the players that they've had in recent memory that they've let go. He sure as hell seems like the best, like. I would really think they'd try and keep him. Um, you gotta pay somebody, always... right? But but that's what you would have thought about Evan Longoria, and they didn't pay him. They paid him for one contract, and it was not that much compared to what he made after that. So I don't know, dude. I don't know if they're really ever gonna pay anybody. Well, I've been seeing this stuff where they're gonna play half their games up in Montreal and half their games in Tampa Bay and. I don't know. It's real goofy. They couldn't even sell out playoff games. It's like, dude, especially look at that kind of going back to the Mariners there where it's those last the last series of the year where, I mean, they hadn't sold out a game, like I said, that wasn't an opening day game in who knows how long, like a long time, especially that late in the year, basically since 2001, 2002. And the city just showing up like that and going 45,000 yeah. plus three nights in a row for a team that was still like, I mean, I don't think that they ever made it above 33% on the playoff odds. Like it was still like even for every, that glimmer of hope. Exactly. But everybody was like, we finally, like we finally have a team. We yeah. love this team. We want to see competitive baseball. That's yeah. that tells the owners, don't spend your money because you're going to get the returns there. People are going to show up for a good team. Seattle's a baseball town. That's what town, I'm saying man. is they're they're set up, I think, to make if they if they like want to to make some big moves in in uh, free agency. Because why wouldn't you want to go there with a young, exciting team and you can go be like a corner piece? So well, and it's still gonna I get better, you. man. We're, we've only started scratching the surface of our young guys. We still have the yeah. number two farm in baseball, number one, number two farm in baseball. Uh, we have the number two prospect in baseball, Julio, who hasn't made his debut yet. We've got like three or four pitchers that are all top flight arms in the top 100. Like they've got a lot of guys in the pipeline. Yeah. Now, not all those guys are going to end up playing for the Mariners. 
it might be worth trading a couple of those arms for some proven, whether it's a bat, whether it's another a proven MLB pitcher, something like that. But they've got the assets and they've got the money to spend. So time to go do it, you know. Make some good investments and, and get your money's worth. Let's go play some baseball. Yeah, I guess I, I I know where you were going with that. It's kind of pathetic to see that the Rays have been good now for several years in a row and they still can't even get any fans. And the Montreal thing is very confusing. Because what, like, what are you going to achieve out of that? Are you trying to get two fan bases on board? Or are you trying to set up a move to Montreal? Yeah, I don't know what the, what the play there is. Uh, I think a move to Montreal, if they show up, is probably... I would I'd guess say better. the long-term move, but it's so bizarre. It's just strange to me that, I mean, I guess it has something to do with where they play. The trap's not that nice. And okay, it's just Florida, I guess. I don't know. It's weird to me. It's weird. It's fucking weird. So I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but it's odd to see that they just can't even really generate any kind of fan. Well, I know that like, they don't play in Tampa Bay proper. They play in St. Petersburg, which is, I don't know the geographics of Florida and, Neither do I. The traffic situation, anything like that. But you would think that you could at least draw. Uh, you won the division. For a playoff game, yeah. You won the. You won a hundred games. Like they're good, man. They've been. I mean, if you want to just take it small sample size, they've been really fucking good for two years. Well, and more than that, I mean, they they've been. They've I know, been but like chances to win the win. Shit, they were in the World, World Series last year. <laughs> I know. That's why. That's what I'm saying is chances to win the World Series two straight years. Because that team this year, I mean, if they have glass now, they're, I would say, probably World Series favorites other than the Dodgers. Definitely coming out of the AL. So I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like they, I don't understand why they can't generate any fans. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's not like they can't. It's not like the Mariners situation where they kind of came out of the blue. They were good last year, and they still can't generate any fucking fan support. Yeah, it's bizarre. I will say, uh, going back to the Red Sox and talking talking World Series favorites, the Astros are a wagon. That's going to be a problem. That lineup is scary. Man, so is the Red Sox lineup. Not like that, though. Yes, like that. Not like that. Yes, like that. I watched both teams play several games this year. Not like that. Sorry, dude. I got these fucking cuts on my finger, and I keep fucking you, them. Oh, uh, dude, I'm sorry, but I have a. I'm right now. I'm as confident in the Red Sox as I was in like right before the All Star break, when they were first in the division by a fuck ton. As so, you should be. You're a fan of the team, but I've watched those Astros beat our ass week in and week it. out dude they I'm are fine with it scary i understand i understand and i think it's going to be a good series but i am the i would put the red sox lineup pretty much against i would put them against any any lineup and say ours is better especially with how the young guys have really came up and dude kike is the hottest hitter in mlb and you can i would put the fucking house on that no kike is a kike is a baller and he always shows up in big moments I'm Dude's just saying, man. I'm just saying. I, I understand. I understand that. I understand that with the Astros. But with that said, like the Red Sox now have been on a little bit of a winning streak to end the season. They beat the Yankees and they got the monkey off their back with the Rays. They're going to be coming in with so much fucking confidence. And you don't think the Astros are? They just oh, blasted no, I do. the doors off the White Sox. Okay, but 
Okay, but that's not... We beat two division rivals. Like, that's a hell of a lot more than the Astros. They came in and beat a random fucking White Sox team. Sorry, but that's not... That's not, like, as momentum building as beating the team that won the division and then beating your the biggest rival in all of sports. So, I'm just saying, man, watch out for Jordan Alvarez. That might be the scariest hitter in all of baseball. <laughs> okay, we'll see how it goes. I hate the Astros, dude. I don't. Like I know. The I know. And Chris yeah, Sale's been soft. dog shit all playoffs. Uh, and the last off an three, injury. four weeks of the se- of the season. He's coming off injury. He's still a fucking stud. Just you'll see. Right. You'll fucking see. And I don't want either of you guys got... to win that series. <laughs> regardless, we still got fucking Evaldi and Erod, who's hot now too. So what about Pavetta? That's your ace. No, it's not. <laughs> we got the two young guns coming out of the bullpen. I'm feeling confident, yeah, man. It'll be a fun series. Put, It'll be a fun series. I already put my Red Sox bet in for them to win. So The <laughs> series or the World Series? The World Series. I did it before the the, the wild card, plus 2,600. I put one in for the Mariners before the last series of the year. Hell yeah, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> it, the the painful thing is that it's still up in my open bets. I hate that. I fucking hate that. It's like they're not gonna win. Like you can get rid of it now. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why they do that. It fucking pisses me I off. I don't know, like, but yes, it chaps my an ass. Idiot. Oh man, they did that. Oh, what was the one I had? Oh, <laughs> last year, uh, I watched like. Every year for college basketball, I'll watch three games, like, of a team, and then I'll make my pick. Like, I guess I'll wait till the team gets to three three games played, and then I'll make my pick to win March Madness. And this year was Florida. <laughs> well, Florida got fucking bounced real quick, and I kept having to go in there and look at it as I'm, like, placing all these other ones for teams to win the title. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Why do they keep throwing this in my face? Yeah, I was. Well, I also placed a bet for the Mariners to win the World or not the World Series, win the division, um, before the season started, and they were plus eleven hundred, I think. And that's it. No, no, it was twenty two hundred. Sorry, it was twenty two hundred because okay. I put fifty that's on better. them to win eleven hundred. That's what it was. And I was like, coming into the last month, I was like, you know, I mean, they're only four and a half games out of Houston or five games out, whatever it was. It could happen. I really wish that I would have just placed like an over under bet on their their win total or something like that. Obviously, yeah, it's not going to pay that? out. Yeah, what was that? Probably five hundred. What to win ninety games? I mean, even to win no, ninety no, no. games. No, 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 no. To what was the win total? Eighty? Was it eighty one? No, it was like seventy two. It was like seventy two. <laughs> something crazy like that. But I just I don't know. I kind of had a feeling going into that year. That's that's kind of the way the Mariners are. You know, they don't. You don't really expect much out of, out of them. Then that's when they're going to surprise you. That's what scares me about next year, is now they're going into the year with expectations. That's when they shit the bed. So, yeah, I think this time's different though. I don't know. Famous last words. We'll see what happens, but well, it, it's. I think it. Uh, it's going to depend on what they do in free agency. If there's oh, going to really be more expectations and if Seager sticks around too he's not because i think if write that off yeah. he's gonna he's he's gone i'm telling you he's gone 100 percent, right. he's gone dude the, i'm telling you follow his wife on twitter they built a house in north carolina <laughs> they're gone Flawless. 
Oh my god. <laughs> They're gone. Yeah, okay. Dude, his kid threw out the pitch. His kid threw out the first pitch to him to start the last game of the year. Like, yeah, the whole thing was like, all right, it's just a mutual separation of ways. I don't know whether he's retiring or going to sign somewhere else. If I had to put money on it, I'd probably say that he's going to retire. He's only 34, but like I said, building a, ho- a house over in North Carolina, unless he's going to play for the Durham Bulls, not a lot of teams in that area. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening, but uh. I don't know. You want to take a take a little break and then talk some football? Yep. All right. Uh, we're back. We're going to make some picks, talk a little NFL. We're going to leave college out this week just because uh, a few different things to get into. We, I mean, it's been a while, so we'll just start uh, from the top. Some interesting moves so far this football season. I'm sure everybody is aware of the John Gruden situation, so we'll start with that first. Um, Some emails of things you should not be saying from old times. Uh, 2011 came out, and Gruden has been fired, or resigned, sorry. He was basically fired. It was one of the two. Right. I was curious, because I know with his contract, uh, the way it was structured, I'm pretty sure he got an ownership stake. Do you know if he keeps that? I highly doubt it. But that's different than his contract he signed for coaching. I don't know. I do know that he forfeited the 60-plus million dollars left on the deal by resigning. I don't know anything about the ownership stake. I have no idea. I I tried to find some shit on it yesterday, and I couldn't find anything. But I was kind of thinking, like, you know, that... Because that would make sense, him forfeiting all of that to get, if he still had ownership stake, I guess. But I don't know. To me, I just, like, I think part of me was kind of like, let's, this is, you're an idiot, obviously. Why would you write that in email? But, God, it's ten years ago. Like that, I don't know. It seems a pretty cancel cancel culture style to me. But I mean, it's also at the same time like when you work in a league of however high the percentage is of African Americans, you really cannot say anything like that because you're fucking up all of your employees if you want to look in it at it that way, and it's just very uh, dumb to me. Well, the have you by chance watched the uh, the Dave Chappelle special that came out on Netflix? No, but I've heard it's a fucking hilarious. Well, one of the like biggest points that he makes in that is that I, I I'm not gonna do it justice, but I I guess relating it to the Gruden situation is the very first thing that was leaked was his comments about Demora Smith the. NFLPA executive um, who was black and he said that he had the Michelin tire lips which is super bad fucked up, fucked up. Um, and that just took an apology right he apologized and then he coached two days later on Sunday and then when the Raiders didn't do anything more about it and he didn't resign didn't nothing happen like that then the NFL sent more and they released the hounds right they they released 
the stuff about Michael Sam. They released the stuff about Roger Goodell, about women, like all the other stuff. And that's what got him to resign. Now, could it just be due to the sheer quantity of it? Sure. But Chappelle's point was, when it's about black people, not that big of a deal. When it's about other minority groups, now it's a problem. Now it's a big problem. Like I said, I'm not going to do Chappelle's whole bit yeah. and what he, uh, he's he's the bet he's the goat for a reason, right? He's, and and I'm, yeah. Like, right. Yeah. I, I'm not he's going to. But that man was for a reason. <laughs> but that was that was largely his point, and yeah, a lot of the stuff that that Gruden said was fucked up. Was real fucked up. No debate right. in that. No debate in that at all. I wonder if any of that had to do with just coming at Roger Goodell. Well, like, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say a lot of. I was gonna say a lot of it was fucked up. Don't poke the bear. But calling Roger Goodell an a clueless anti-football pussy. <laughs> but that's come on. That's fucking hilarious. Spot the lie. <laughs> like I know I, I don't want to sound like insensitive No that's not insensitive It's Roger Goodell No 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 But the other The other stuff groups. Yes the other stuff Absolutely yeah, like, yeah. Roger Goodell to take Punching down, bag Yeah <laughs> Take down the punching bag Is funny <laughs> So that was kind of like Yeah okay that, it's, Like you said Spot the lie But the other one's like he gotta, You've got to be A little bit more self aware Than that Well yeah like, I mean there's, I don't know, there's no excusing any of that stuff. And the interesting no. part comes when, I mean, in all that I've read, that's basically a ricochet shot from the Washington football team investigation. Like, Yep, that is what I saw too. And so there's a couple things that that makes me wonder. Is one, why haven't they released any of Dan Snyder's emails? What has Dan Snyder said? What I'm I mean, sure some fucked up shit. There's a whole lot there. And my kind of inkling of why they haven't is because he's an owner and the owners are going to protect their owners and the owners don't yeah. want to open that Pandora's box because well, if you Goodell release his... works for the owners, exactly. It if all you... comes back to Goodell. If you, if you release Dan Snyder's emails and he gets kicked out of the league because of stuff that he said in emails, then that opens all the other owners up to what they've said in emails and think about the people that are owners. Think about the stuff that they yeah. say behind closed doors. Like that's that's opening up a whole box that none of them want to open. So right. the other thing that makes me wonder is, did Mark Davis want to get under, out under that hundred million dollar contract? No, I doubt it. They were they're playing well. Why would he want him to leave? I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning anything that fucking Gruden said in e those emails. They were all like very cringy and worthy of him stepping away, if not getting fired. I just find it strange. I just find it strange that he was the one that he was the one target out of it. When it seemed he seemed so kind of far removed from the actual investigation, and that that's the guy that gets hammered. At least the first shot. There may this might start a cascade. We don't know. This might just yes. be the beginning. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. But being like, what? Who's a more famous coach than Gruden? The Nobody. only one is Belichick. Belichick, that was it. but yeah. But like, that was kind of where I saw of like may, almost making an example out of him in a sense. But 
you can't come back from that. How can he go into a locker room with no, any of those no guys? Way. Especially with Carl Nassib on his team? No, no shot. <laughs> like, I know I don't mean to laugh because, frankly, it's a bad situation. But at the same time, you have to kind of see the ridiculousness in that and how stupid it is. So, I don't, I don't know in that regard of like where it stems from i think that's just an easy place to start so we'll see what comes of it it's interesting i wouldn't mind seeing more of it but i don't think any owners would be implicated um i just don't think they're going to do that goodell works for the owners he's not going to release anything of substance about any owner or else well i know i know that some of the attorneys that were working for the um the people that, that started the investigation on behalf of some of the i think it was I don't know if it was a cheerleader's case. Did you see that part where uh, Goodell, I think it was Bruce Allen at the time, um, was sending uh, Gruden topless pictures of the Redskins cheerleaders? Like, Yeah, well, that was a story before. Right, that that had already been out. But I think that those, I don't know if it was those girls' lawyers or whose lawyers it was, but some lawyers that were kind of spearheading the investigation released a statement being like how are you just going to release Gruden's emails when this is about the Washington football team so release those release all of them and if that happens the floodgates are open because I guarantee you Gruden was not the only one saying some bad shit in emails where he thought especially back in 2011 when it's I mean that's a different world that's a decade ago that's a completely different world than we're living in now, where, I mean, John Gruden probably thinks if you delete an email out of your Outlook inbox that it's gone forever. Like, yeah. I, I'm just I, telling you, he's not, yeah. he's far from the only one. He's far from he's the only not, one. And so if no, you open that not. box up, it's, everybody's getting axed. Not everybody, yeah. but a lot of them. We'll see who the fucking Grim Reaper goes for It might next. just be the tip of the iceberg. So... We'll leave that out because we're really we're not really ones to to talk about that stuff. We just don't have good opinions about it, uh, other than the ones we gave just now. Um, to look on the funny side, it would be hilarious if uh, if Mark Davis was now the head coach and owner, just like his dad. <laughs> Mark Davis calling plays. Can I? Can I? So this is something I had been I thought about before all of this came out. He. He's the ugliest human being I've ever seen. Pretty damn close. And and I remember when they were playing on primetime, and I was watching the game, and I looked at my fiance, I go, the owner of the Vegas Raiders is the ugliest human being ever. She's like, well, let me see a picture of him. So I do it. I Google a picture of Mark Davis. I'm like, here, here he is. And he's got his goofy fucking haircut, his stupid bowl cut. He's like, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> it's like he's worth eight like 50 billion dollars or 50 million or whatever the fuck amount of money he's worth it's like this dude is so ugly and then i i took my my hand and i go if you take his haircut out of it and you just look at his face he's not a like horrible looking like yeah he's old but he's not terrible looking but then you pull his hair into it and it's like he's just he's so fucking ugly who what what barber is he going to that tells him yeah mark this is this looks good he probably Perfect. does it himself 
It's ridiculous, but I want to see his ass on the sideline. That's for sure. Calling plays. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Now I'm just hoping for a dumpster fire for all of Vegas, honestly. I'm taking Vegas plus three and a half in our pick'em. <laughs> I think that's a that's I took a, the Broncos. <laughs> that's a uh, coach leaves town, win one, win one for the squad no, game. No, 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 they're gonna implode for one more game. So to move on from Gruden disaster, uh, Urban Meyer. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. I feel like we just had to talk about because, frankly, well, he's the, the luckiest guy situ- on the planet in the last week. That's for damn sure. The whole, I guess I just wanted to talk about it because one, I found them both interesting uh, for different reasons. But the Urban Meyer thing is like, dude, does he is he not self-aware to notice that, God, this NFL thing, I'm just not, it's not, I'm not about it. <laughs> like, what more does he need to see? He's 0-5. They suck. They're, they're. Honestly, other than the Jets, that like I would take Detroit over both of those teams in a heartbeat. Easily, easily. They're horrible. Um, he's I've clearly a, not built for NFL. Uh, I've got a spin zone for you. Okay, but also, sorry, real quick, that was a fucking hilarious video of him well, dancing with that girl. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Like, who did he not think that was gonna get filmed? Like, what kind of moron is he? What you just said, does he not have the self-awareness to realize he's not cut out for the NFL? There you go. He's not thinking he's going to get filmed there or recognized. Is that what you're getting at? Or he wanted that out. He wants an out. Uh Uh-oh. Breaking news. Urban Meyer wants out of his marriage. No. No. (laughs) Come on. That's funny. You got to see the funny in that. I've heard that they're swingers. So she's fine with it. Uh-huh. Wow. And That's so super. breaking moves again. Urban Meyer is a swinger. And so Urban releases the tapes, gets the heat on his back. USC jobs open. Urban's been known He's to pull some move. shit to get out of a job. He's making a move. Maybe I've, this was I've, an inside I've been, job. I've been it's at his I bar. said it. I said it weeks ago, dude. He's going to USC. He wants out. Why would he want to be in? Why would he want to be in Jacksonville? He could be the man in Southern California. Well, see, the thing is, I don't know. He may have. Uh, it's an interesting question. For some he, reason, he has a lot of ego. That's what it is. Is he thinks he can do the NFL thing, regardless of his situation? Why else would he have taken the Jacksonville job? Because he sure had a cushy position being a broadcaster. Dude, Same did you with see fucking him? Gruden. Did you see him this week saying that his goal for every game is to have 250 yards passing and 250 yards rushing? Yeah, that's, what sense that's their does that goal make? in the NFL. What sense does that make? What sense does that make? You're gonna put up 500. You're gonna average 500 yards a game, Urban. And but but frankly, who gives a fuck? Did you win? Because the Browns put up. Probably close, if not more than that number, this week, and they fucking lost. Like yards don't mean dick if you're not getting in the end zone. I'm just he's uh, I'm not I one I I don't like him. I think every every way 
he goes about like his coaching jobs and moving positions and i just think he's a fucking fraud so i i kind of enjoy watching him just spiral frankly um <laughs> it's just kind of funny to me i i just i don't know i don't i'm not a fan i'm really not i think he's just a, kind of a piece of crap well so are you on board with my my theory that he planted that video that that was a setup an inside job Urban i wouldn't did it put it past him i think he really does want to go back to college it i honestly for the cushiness because who what what school i guess what school wouldn't hire him well see Obviously, and that's kind of what i was that's kind of what i was thinking um is everybody kind of goes on record and, and some somebody tweeted out something they uh they they asked that question to several d1 ad's and it was like almost unanimous saying no we won't we won't hire him bullshit bullshit yeah. If well, they already not, have a coach in place. Why would you say you wouldn't yeah, hire him? Yeah, see, and that's the thing. In a hypothetical, Cop, no. when he's at, like, theoretically rock bottom, yeah, it's easy to say no. But when push comes to shove, like, think about UW, for example. Would I be mad if they hired Urban? Not at all. No. Not at no. all. Are we going to go to the Rose Bowl next year because we hired Urban? Sign me the fuck up. Do I care if he's grinding on girls at Joey's? In you village? No. Hell. Not at all. Is he winning games? <laughs> no. Bring me. Bring him. I don't care. Why is that? Is that my marriage? I don't give a fuck. No. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. That's 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 the shit that's like gets left out of all of that. It's like, I mean, you're never really fan wise, at least. I feel like you're never gonna be, get like any pushback for a hire like that. Like if you're well, you will. Urban Meyer, you well, but, will. I mean, come on. Like, how long does that last though? A fucking like six months, and then they win four straight games. You're like, eh, okay. I mean, he's a changed man. Look at Sark, dude. <laughs> like, this dude's a chump. And well, sure enough, he lands a fucking Texas job. There's people that will that would bitch about it. They, oh, I'm not renewing my season tickets. Tell you what, as of right now, I'm not renewing my season tickets. If they hired Urban Meyer, sign me the fuck up. We're back, right. baby. Like, <laughs> are you it's kidding me? It's completely different from Gruden to to Meyer, but the Urban Meyer oh, is just fucking hilarious. No, absolutely. It's just fucking hilarious to me. It's like what? Like what no, Gruden's would, done. One, Gruden's Gruden is toast. Gruden will never have a job again, and that's. It, that kind of concerns me for him as a person because the NFL is John Gruden's life. Like, what is yeah, that what guy the without the NFL? What is he going to do? He's going to start a podcast is what he's going to do. The Gruden experience is going to be him and Jay. Trump Gruden 2024. <laughs> Just going to run from politics now. <laughs> oh, man, that's a different conversation. I... Fine. Is that out of the realm of possibilities? No, it's not. In the world it's that not. we live in? No. The ego on that motherfucker has got to be through the goddamn roof. Um, the real, Just real quick, on Urban Meyer, I, I hope... I. Oh, God. Sorry, I got a burp. Leaving that in. I've changed my my hopes for the last place team for the NFL season. 
I was on the Jets, which I still think can happen. I think Detroit's a little bit better. I think Jacksonville might be a little bit better too. I hope the Jags go 0 and 16, just because I want to see 17. The, 17. God, that's gonna it's gonna fuck me up still. I just want to see all of the Urban Meyer saga of him just imploding and what kind of ailment that he has at the end of the season to get out of the job. Well, you know what the funniest thing is? Is uh, last year they won their first game and they tweeted out and they said, not satisfied with 1-0. and They've lost 20 straight games. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's hilarious. They're bad, dude. <laughs> They're fucking bad. They're very bad. And uh, I don't know. I'm all for it. I just want to see him just implode. It's just fucking hilarious. Am I bitter about Ohio State beating the Ducks in the college football playoff championship? Got that fucking right. Yeah, I don't blame you. Still glad they won the game, though. I was watching that game at your house. (laughs) Fuck Fuck Urban Meyer. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was not. I was a, not a happy camper. That's for damn sure. I was. Um, I know you were. <laughs> uh, do I have anything else? Oh, I do. Okay, so actual football things. Um, we want to talk about the Seahawks. <laughs> you got Geno in the in the QB spot now. QB one for the next four to six weeks, apparently. Yeah, Thoughts? everybody's. Everybody's really down on the Hawks right now, and I don't blame them. I'm kind of down on them, too. That's why I was really happy about the Kraken yesterday. Kind of giving me some life, giving me something to, to look forward to. Because, to be honest, through five five weeks of the NFL, six weeks of... Well, I guess the, the Huskies had a bye this week, but five games of each. Um, it hasn't been a lot of fun watching my football teams this year. It's been pretty miserable. Um, I... I think they're actually going to turn it around a little bit. Um, they got a pretty easy slate coming up for Geno. We got the Pits, the yeah Pittsburgh on Sunday night the this Steelers. week. Steelers, Big Ben might get hurt. I mean, there's always that possibility. Well, and even if he's not, I, I mean, what is he going to throw the ball three yards? Cool. <laughs> you got uh, Pittsburgh on the road, Saints at home, Jags at home, Packers on the road, and then Cardinals. Well, so uh, so so Russell's talking about coming back for the Packers game. Um, the interesting thing here is I could see, I think we have That's a buy only a month. I, I know. I think we have a buy before the Packers game. Correct me if I'm you wrong. You do. You do. Um, so what I could really see is the Hawks going two and one. They beat the Steelers this week. They lose to the Saints at home, beat the Jags, go into the buy that put them at four and four, two and one with Geno. And then Russell comes back for a tough stretch and they start losing again. Yeah, but that's also a lot of tough games going when Russell go- if if that's that what I'm happens, saying. That's what I'm you saying. You go so you go on the road to Green Bay against the Cardinals, on the road to Washington, host the 49ers, go to Texans, go to the Rams, Bears, Lions, and then go to the Cardinals. Yeah, I think so, they might they <laughs> might be able to squeak out 9-10 wins maybe. Um, it hasn't looked very pretty. I can see the the defense kind of turning around. They're not as bad as that they as they've played. They've given up 450 yards in the last four games. It's been ugly. They don't know how to use Jamal Adams, but now they kind of have to figure it out. I think 
Last year, you hit it on the head with Jamal Adams. He's a glorified pass rusher from the safety spot. Yeah, and they've been using him a lot at free safety, and he just kind of looks lost in coverage. Uh, The linebackers look lost. Everybody just kind of doesn't really seem to know what they're doing on defense, and that was the case of the first five, six games last year too. So I think that the defense will turn it around. They're not as bad as as they've played. They have more talent than than they've shown. So... I think that they'll kind of step it up. I mean, we're missing a top five quarterback in the NFL. That's not easy. But the Hawks are just At least kind you of, got three easy ones on a bye. I, I mean, I wouldn't call the Saints at home necessarily easy. But it's I not. mean, you got three winnable games. Three winnable games for sure. Three winnable games for sure. Um, I think they take two of the three. Going to the bye, like I said, four and four. But I don't, I mean, it kind of seems like the end of the road for this era of the Hawks. With Pete, with Russell, with with kind of the group that they've got, I think there's going to be a lot of changes in the off season. I mean, they might squeak into a wild card spot, maybe like best case scenario, they might squeak into one. I'm not holding out hope for it, but I think something big is going to change in the off season. And I don't know if it's Pete Carroll stepping down. Um, I don't know if it's Russell Wilson moving on. I don't know what it is, but it seems like this kind of core has run its course. They tried it. This was supposed to be their year where they were loaded. They didn't do anything at cornerback. Now they just get torched. We'll see. I don't know. I, I'm i not too broken up about it. They had a good run. Um, it's kind of interesting seeing some of the same parallels play what, out. It's eight, been, eight years worth of like competing for a Super Bowl? Um, well, Russell's rookie year was 2012, so this is their ninth year together. They've made the playoffs eight or nine seasons, uh, or seven to eight, I guess. Nine. I don't so you, know, whatever. Yeah, they miss the playoffs run. once. Like no, they've they've been one of the best teams in the NFL. They've had a great run. Um, I hope Russell sticks around. I'd rather have Russell than Pete moving forward. I mean, just I agree. That's pretty obvious there. Yeah. But Russell's it's got some to flaws get a too. Quarterback than a coach. No, definitely. And Russell's not without his flaws. I mean, you saw Geno come into the game on Thursday night and start making some just easy dump off throws to the to the running back in the flat to the tight end over the middle. Like, just easy, basic shit that Russell turns down. Um, it's kind of weird because a lot of his best attributes also contribute to his greatest flaws, where he'll he's always looking for the big play, and then he'll end up taking sacks. Everybody put it on the O-line for the longest time. A lot of it's on him. Like, it's, I don't yeah. know, it's a give and take. And, yeah, he is one of the best passers in the NFL, and I love having him as our quarterback, but... He's not infallible, so I don't know. I The Hawks are what they are. I'm not too broken up about it. Husky football is a little bit of a different story. I kind of <laughs> moved on from that ship, too. It's, eh, it is what it is. Um, we'll see. We'll save that for next week. Yeah, we'll see. Most <laughs> um, of the beeves. Keep the narrative going for the NFL. Chargers. They're fucking good yeah they are it's a fun team to watch i picked them before the season started to make the playoffs i still stand firm on that for sure i think herbert is on his way to being a superstar um god that that team though like top to bottom he's just got weapons and they're fun to watch watching that browns game was I really did 
enjoy the Baltimore and Kansas City on Monday night. That one was really exciting. A few you mean weeks Baltimore back, Indy? but oh, oh, a few weeks back. I got you. But because um, Baltimore Indy was a hell of a game too. Yes, uh, but that that Cleveland game was one that was in the one o'clock slot that I watched pretty much all of it. It was just really exciting. Um, I think the Chargers have a decent chance to make some noise. Tough, tough, tough division. Um, we'll see what ends up happening. But uh, the other part of that, I mean, feel free to jump in. But the Chiefs, dude, they – I wrote in my notes, like, they look tired. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. To be oh, they're making the playoffs. Oh, come on. They're, they're going to make the I playoffs. I mean – But the <sighs> – is that not exactly what I said? They're following the Seahawks script where they went to back-to-back Super Bowls, won the first, lost the second, and they were revolutionary at the time, and the league has kind of caught up with them. The Hawks, it was on defense. The, Ch- the Chiefs, it was on offense. Now it's not all working so well. Mahomes getting picked. I think he's got, what, six picks this year? Like, he's he's kind of pressing a little bit. They're still good. They're still fucking oh, dangerous yeah. as shit. They're still going to make I the know. playoffs. I'm not going to go up. They've played some really good teams in the first six weeks or five weeks. Um, they're going to make the playoffs. I think the Chargers probably win that division. But I think the Chiefs are kind of slipping, and it's, that's why it's always so funny when people start talking about, oh, when is Mahomes going to catch Brady? When it, like The Patriots broke everybody's brains thinking how easy it is to sustain something like that, to sustain success like that in the NFL. It's hard, and it's built so that you can't do that. And you're starting to see the cracks in the Chiefs, and they're 2-3, and same record as the Hawks. But I have a whole lot more faith in the Chiefs to turn it around than the Hawks. So they'll be all right. They're not going to – I don't think that they're getting back to the Super Bowl. I think they've got too many flaws for that, and there's too many other good teams in the AFC for that. But saying that they're going to miss the playoffs, that's a bridge too far for me. Their defense is horrible. Your defense can be horrible, and you can still win a lot of regular season games in the NFL. Fair. So, real quick. They're on the road at Washington this week. I think we can both agree that Washington's kind of a dumpster fire at this point. They're going to put up like 60 points. Right. Um, In a get-right game. Then Titans, and then Giants, and then Packers. So... Yeah, looking at their schedule, you're right. Um, I'll walk that back a little bit. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender in the way they're constructed right now, but that can change. Because we've seen defenses significantly improve over the course of the season, so I would definitely not write them off. And that team can score with anybody. Um, With that said... We'll see what ends up happening. Um, it is interesting, and it'd be weird to f- to see a playoffs with no Chiefs. I feel like they they almost have to make it because the team that would make it to the Super Bowl needs to beat them. You know what I mean? I got the same vibe from like previous like back to back Super Bowl teams in the past, where it's like you got to beat that one. Or I get through the Patriots, the Tom Brady Patriots, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I hear you. So, I don't know. With for me, like just watching them is like 
they just looked uh it was a weird monday night game too with the thunderstorm and everything um they just didn't look good and i think that can happen but god uh, on the flip side the fucking bills dude Talk about uh, a team I'd like to see go to the Super Bowl just because I just want to see how many fucking tables they break. But that shit is just fun as hell to watch. Josh Josh Allen is awesome. And that team, they sure as hell figured it out, it seems like. Well, and they use him in an awesome way, too. And I think part of it is because he hasn't been paid yet. And I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. Think about... Russell got paid, and not just in the sense of the cascading effects that it has on the roster, but the effects that it has on how you use the quarterback. The Bills are running a lot of triple option stuff. They love letting Josh Allen run, and that's a huge part of their offense. Letting him, you know, exposing him to hits and stuff like that. I mean, he's a big guy; he can take it's it. Fucking huge. <laughs> but they're also not paying him half a billion dollars like the Chiefs are for Mahomes. <laughs> That seems like a fucking cartoon number when you put it in context like that. But, but yeah, it's true. I mean, quite literally, he's not a half a billion dollar athlete. Right. And so the risk that in their minds, like, it seems kind of silly, but at the same time, it is a half a billion dollar investment. So yeah. the Chiefs aren't going to want to expose Patrick Mahomes to the hits that the Bills might be willing to expose Josh Allen to. So that gives them an advantage there. Same thing with the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Like, same thing with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Like, there's there's an aspect there that you kind of can't discount. And I I don't know. I mean, that's when the Hawks won their Super Bowl, Russ was in his rookie deal. When the Chiefs won their Super Bowl, Mahomes was in his rookie deal. It's... Yeah. Yep. Brady's the outlier. Um, Brady is the outlier. He is something different. Okay, so before we make picks, let's talk about the Packers. Cue Chris drinking because he knows I'm going to be annoying. And all right. Packers are back, baby. That's all. That's all? Nah, dude, the fucking team is great. Jalen Smith was a great sign. Um, I'm hoping that that pass rush really does improve but my god defense looked good against cincinnati and i know it's the Bengals. okay so Crosby fuck you. and that was a historically horrible game but he made the game winning field goal so i'm not going to complain um bad week for kickers yeah bad week for kickers i'm i'm <clears throat> more looking Leaving at that more looking at the optimistic side at this point. Uh, I mean, we're fucking three and one or four and one. It's it's been definitely different since that Saints game. I think they were just tired. It was a long off season. Uh, Week one, they so, were tired. Huh. Okay. Yeah, they were just tired that game. And sleepy. They were sleepy. Yeah, coming off of off season, you never know. They were a little tired. Um, they look fucking good, dude. And I'm just very, I'm trying to keep an open mind. And, you know, I think they're going to just, they're going to keep it rolling. We get to play the fucking Bears, and they're about as big of a dumpster fire as any of the other teams that we've talked about. Jets, Jags, and Detroit. 
So, man, I'm 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 feeling good about how we've played, and I'm thinking that they're going to keep it rolling. Um, the defense is promising, dude. Like that fucking that Cincinnati team. I think that squad is very fucking good especially offensively and we we i mean held them to under 30 and frankly that's a win in my book for any fucking packers defense under 30 and i'm like all right we got a chance well, the packers have a talented to... roster man that's kind of what i was always wondering about in the offseason i was like what you know rogers is bitching about this and that they're not doing this for me they're not doing that for me the packers have one of the best rosters in the nfl year in and year out i mean even I just agree. looking at the defense alone you got what was Zadarius Smith? You got yeah. Jair Alexander, one of the best corners. Hurt. He's on IR now, so and <clears throat> but we're talking about going into the year. Like the talent is there. You got Devontae Adams, who's one of the one of if not the he best receiver in the NFL. The you got Aaron Jones, who's one of the best running backs. In the, like the talent is there. What are you bitching about, Aaron? Because they need to be better. You look yeah, at why well, everybody to, needs to be better. It's the everybody to needs com- to be better. You like, have to compare it to the fucking Tampa Bay Bucks, man. If that if our expectation is to win the Super Bowl, that's who you have to compare it to. And the moves that Tampa Bay made, keeping people and getting new guys. Tom Brady is the outlier. Roles, he's the outlier. I, so is Aaron fucking Rodgers. No, he's, he's not better than Tom no, he's Brady. Not. So, no, he's not. No, he's not. given the current take that state back. of their take that careers, back. Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. No, so, he's not. we need to go get Aaron whatever fucking Never has been, never needs. will be. He is currently, and he always has been. The thing is, we don't right. make the go moves back to, the tequila. to get him the people he fucking needs. Guess who Therefore, Tom Brady won his Super Bowls with? Julian Edelman, care. Danny Amendola. They're, Chris Hogan, a you, lacrosse player, a, a lacrosse player. Those are Hall of Famers, so be careful. Because of Tom Brady, he didn't need They're more help. He was the help. Whatever. Yeah. I just Boxed. to me, no cornered. Get the fuck out of here. To me, I just want. I wanted moves. That's what I fucking wanted. Okay. I wanted them to try some shit. Yard sale, the fucking future, to get whoever you needed to get. You know what that now, looks like? With that said, I'm not listening to you anymore. <laughs> you know what that this looks like? So that's trading that's, that's trading two first rounders, <laughs> a starting safety, and a third rounder for Jamal Adams. That's what that looks yeah, like. Okay, but they're they're oh man, I was gonna say they're smarter than the Seahawks, but they're not. They're fucking stupid too. Um <clears throat> You want moves? That's what moves gets you. It gets you in trouble. That's fine. I just want them to fucking try, dude. All I want is like move. Honestly, the offense is is perfect. They don't need to do anything there. They need to do moves for defense. And I'm saying this in a preseason sense. That's what I wanted to see. Let's go make a move for fucking some defensive players. With that said, the defense now, like how how they've played the last few weeks, it's gotten a lot better. It's better than it was last year. So I'm I'm like kind of to the point where I'm like I'm content here, especially getting Jalen Smith. I feel like he's gonna be a big addition 
to me, I just wanted them to try, like try some shit, get like get deeper and 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 sacrifice some draft picks. That's the only reason why I said that. It was like, we need talent now. We'll fucking sacrifice the draft picks to make some moves to make the team better for two years. And honestly, I think two years is a stretch. I think this is Aaron's last year. <clears throat> Do I think they can win the Super Bowl this year? Yes. Well, yeah, I, I mean, they're 4-1, really of course. And, and, and all these guys got If you asked but... me four weeks ago, I would have said, hell no. <laughs> but, but I, like I said early, I have a fucking weird saga right now going with the Packers, and my like confidence in them is pretty much minute to minute. But with that said, the defense, it looked better against Cincinnati, and that's a fucking good offensive team. I don't think anybody can argue with that. Tom Brady's better. By a lot. Nope. By about six Super Bowls. Tom Brady has a long neck. Tom Brady has six more Super Bowls. He's a simp. Tom Brady can't fit his rings on one hand. Aaron's got one. One finger. Alright, let's make some picks. Aaron Rodgers. I'm done listening to you. Aaron Rodgers has the same amount of Super Bowls as Brad Johnson. <laughs> That's the last John Gruden reference on this podcast. Oh, R.I.P. John Gruden. Okay, I'm I'm making picks. Are you ready to make some fucking picks? I'm ready. Okay, game one. I have uh I had to lightning those. round. Lightning yeah, round. Raiders picks. at Denver. Denver minus three and a half. I took Denver. No reason behind it other than Gruden got canned and Denver's going to be a mess. Or, sorry. <laughs> I almost said Oakland, too. Vegas. I've had a few too many uh, beers. <laughs> Vegas uh, is going to be a mess. Give me the Broncos. All right. My first pick is Raiders plus three and a half because John Gruden's gone and now they're freed and Derek Carr is going to be the leader that they all know that he is. <laughs> all right. Game two Green Bay at Chicago. Green Bay minus four and a half. Give me the pack. They keep rolling. Justin Carolina. Fields. Eh. Justin Fields is going to break out at some point. I, I don't him. think it's this week. No, I started him in fantasy two weeks ago when he put okay. up like... Put a pin in that because I would like an update, but we'll do that <laughs> after picks. Okay. So put a pin in that. Okay. Uh, Carolina plus one. Uh, I forget who they're playing, but they're going to win. The Vikings. Uh, they're playing the Vikings. Yeah, yeah they're playing the Vikings. Um. Yeah, Carolina. Big, big Sam Panthers Darnold, guy. man. Sam Darnold's my he, guy. He's my he's starting fantasy bit... quarterback now. <laughs> Has been for three he's, weeks. He's a little crazy, but man, I, I fucking dig it. They're, I think they're good. And that was a horrible loss against Philly, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, game three for me, Minnesota at Carolina. Carolina plus one for me as well. I'm, yeah, just a wagon on Carolina too. Minnesota frauds. Like, come on. <laughs> They're fucking frauds. And Yeah, they are. You're telling me a pick em or less for Carolina, who's, other than the last, like, 15 to 18 minutes of that Philadelphia game, has really looked just, like, pretty Dominant. goddamn elite. And McCaffrey's back, know. too. Give McCaffrey back at home. Yeah, give me Carolina. And that's, I would say that's a big money game game of the Panthers. big time yeah i already took that one um i got the cowboys minus three and a half at 
at New England. Um, the Cowboys are good, dude. Cowboys are for real. I'm riding with them. Yeah, uh, that dude, that team offensively is a problem. And if that defense is just a little bit better than it was last year, they're an issue. Like that Cowboys team is, I don't know how anybody could really stop them. Um, they got weapons everywhere. And then everywhere. Zeke, too, that can just run the ball down your fucking face constantly. I and he doesn't look you. fat anymore. Yeah. No, yeah, I know. He's not fat. I. It, he's thick he with two c's maybe three Three, Um, definitely three (laughs) feed him game four game four for me arizona at cleveland arizona plus three give me the cardinals cardinals podcast they're rolling they look good cleveland looked really good this week against uh the chargers um i just think a different animal really and getting plus points for cardinals don't get me wrong I wouldn't really be too surprised if they dropped this game and, like, lose, but I think they keep it within a field goal. Yeah, I got that one, too. Cards plus three, even though they're missing Chandler Jones. Uh, he's got COVID, rest in peace. But, jeez, uh, oh, don't kill him like that. <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah, Cardinals. <laughs> Took all the steams out of that. <laughs> all the wind out of your sails. Um, okay. L.A. Chargers at Baltimore. Baltimore minus three. I'm going to take the Chargers plus three. This one was the fifth game for a reason. I couldn't really make a last pick. The four four first ones were relatively easy. Um, Baltimore is a weird team against the team's... I actually really don't know where I was going with that point. Uh, frankly, I guess Winning right. I... Don't need justification. You took him. Nope. Go go charges. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, Mars a problem though. Well, Mars a beast. I know, dude. That's what I'm. I'm nervous. I really like watching him play too. So I'm. I always find it hard to bet against him. But I don't know, dude. The Chargers just looked really fucking good this year. I'm taking the Bills minus five and a half on Monday night against the Titans. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's on the road, but the Bills, I mean, they have by far the best point spread in, or point differential in the league. They are, they are legit, so. The thing with uh, Tennessee is they can't stop anybody, so. The Bills might put up 700 yards. We don't know. Uh, is this not an over for that one, too? 54 54. Total. That's a lot, but. I mean, also they be a hit. Lot. They hit on um, against the Chiefs on uh, 57 and a half. I think my only reservation there would be if the Titans kind of go with the grind them out Derrick Henry game where the Bills only get the ball like three times in the first half because it's just Derrick Henry for three, Derrick Henry for four, Derrick Henry for three, like, and it's just 15 play drives. That's what they did to the Hawks. And you don't think it's going to be just bombs away, though, for the Bills if that's the case? Yeah, but if they only get the ball seven times in the game, then what are you going to do? They're going to score every Fair. time. So those are my picks. Fair. Sticking with them. Yeah, okay. Um, and then to wrap up, Chris, can we have an update on your fantasy football team? Are you still in the runnings for the 10-minute stand-up? Oh, well, I'm still in the running. 
uh yeah squarely Are you in leading the, the charge i sure am um good news is i'm going to tom segura on friday night so i'm going to get some tips there uh, are you doing uh the your mom's house um i actually don't know i bought the ticket so this is kind of scary um sunday night i was like oh fuck because in our fantasy group chat one of the guys called me out and said at stunning cunts um <laughs> is that you that's me uh, <laughs> or no sorry cunning stunts cunning stunts cunning stunts, cunning yeah, stunts. keep Stunt, it pc yeah. cunning stunts this is a, this is a kid's show um <laughs> full disclaimer at our 1.5 i mess it up sue me um yes i am still last in the league in points four with 515 so i'm up over five or 100 points a game averaging triple digits which is good not the case uh second place is at 551 so i'm only down 36 points. 35 36 points we're we're right there that's a big week from sam darnold um <laughs> We'll be all right. It's a long season. We got an extra week this year, so it's How? not. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you guys PPR or not? Yeah, we are. Yeah, and you're at five hundred and fifteen points. Yes. Okay. Well, I had Saquon this week, so fucking, not my fault there. Um. Fair. I'm at I'm I'm at six seventy three. Yeah, well, that's cool. But but our but the reason I asked because our lowest is at five oh four. So oh, so I'm better than him. Make him go yeah. do stand up. Uh, I'd like to. He's a, a <laughs> uh, shout out to Shaggy. He's about six eight, big goofy bastard. So it'd be hilarious to watch him do stand up. Yeah, I'm hurting. Um, Saquon, I guess he's doubtful, so he's not like. It, it could have been a lot worse. That ankle looked pretty brutal. Uh, Clyde edwards Hilaire. Oh, I got him in my in my IR slot now. Mm. I mean, my team's not that bad, man. They're really not that bad. But it's been ugly. My quarterback situation has been killing me. Like I said, I started the year with Sam Darnold <laughs> stashed on my bench. And then I dropped him for Jameis after week one. And then Jameis put up a whopping, like three points so then i dropped Jameis, and i picked up just 50 yards five touchdowns and then i i picked up uh justin fields and that was like the lowest (laughs) offensive output of any nfl team in 60 years some crazy shit like that they had less points that week than justin tucker's 66 yard field goal yeah it was brutal it was brutal that was hilarious but now i'm back on the darnold train and he hurt me last week, but he'll help me this week. Hopefully, fingers crossed. You so. couldn't get a better fucking quarterback than Sam Darnold and Justin Fields. No, I have Tannehill, but I don't like Tannehill. Tannehill's so. cheeks. You couldn't get a better quarterback than Darnold, Fields, Tannehill, and Jameis. who's Jameis Winston? <laughs> Come on, man. What are you fucking doing? Are you playing with your toes? No, I was... I, so this is where I fucked up. I've never done this before. I've never, ever done this before. And I've always been, like, average at worst at fantasy. But this year, 
like the week leading up to the draft, I was like, I'm gonna listen listen to some experts. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this year. Oh no. Why I did that? Because fantasy football experts are the lamest people in the fucking world. I don't know. Uh-huh. But I did. But Fuck. I did it. And uh you they can't all listen said, to him. You know enough. <laughs> they all said that uh wait on a QB. If you get one in this tier at this ADP, you'll be alright. So Fuck them, but, uh, but I mean, to me it's like the I because I don't. Oh God, I fucking resent myself for wanting to talk fantasy football. I won't draft a quarterback until like round nine or ten. Well, that's what I did, and then I was sitting on somebody, and I that's who all you got. Well, Tannehill, Tannehill, dude, Tannehill, Tannehill's been like top five in the last few years. Yeah, and, okay. Well, maybe hold on to that, but. He's still on my bench. I mean, for me, I literally, every year I draft one quarterback. That's it. If my quarterback gets hurt, I'm fucked. So I just kind of put all my eggs in that basket. And this year I took Matt Stafford in the 10th round. Yeah, that's not bad. That's who I was actually waiting on. I was waiting on Stafford. He got picked. I was like, fuck it, I'll take Tannehill. Yeah, okay. And Darnold. I've been sitting on Darnold, and Darnold's been actually, he's been solid. So. Well, there you go. Play Sam Darnold. I just benched him his two best in his, weeks. In his reckless ass. <laughs> Dude, it's okay. You're you're 36 points down. You can make that up. Easily. Easily. We got 13 no, weeks left. You also don't have Saquon now for probably a few weeks. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> right now my starting running backs are Jonathan Taylor and Melvin Gordon, who's questionable. Um, I might throw, uh, I might throw Devonte Booker in there. I picked him up on waivers this week. Oh, man, that's my only other option. <laughs> that is my only other option. So I'm okay. So uh, you're fucked. <laughs> it's not pretty. Not pretty for the cunning stunts. No, the cunning stunts are on the decline and have been since week one. It's a rebuilding year. <laughs> I don't think it works like that in fantasy football. It's definitely not a dynasty league. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for whatever the fuck episode this is. Again, follow us on Instagram at the bullpen pod. Like and subscribe. Uh, give us a comment. Five stars, whatever. Even if you hated it, fuck it. Send it. Please. Um, we'll be back hopefully on a weekly consistent basis episodes on Thursday or Friday, depending on when we can record. And I think that concludes it, Chris. Bye. <laughs>